Good morning, Victor Christian Center. Family and friends, I just want to thank all of you for listening to this message, or if you listen to it in the morning, afternoon, or at night, uh, whatever time that you choose to listen to this message. And But I want to thank you. I want to thank all of the members, the supporters, the friends. You know, I just want to thank all of you just uh, for supporting this ministry. And uh, I'm, I just came out of a subject called Quest for God. But I want to touch on a little bit things of the reason why. And, and once we understand the power of, God, lo- power of God's love, I think we'll request, we request after him more. And we'll be able to, to minister life to the ones that don't know God in a, in a very uh, in a, in an awesome way. Begin to teach them and, and share with them the love of God, not only through what we say, but just how we live. And so uh, let's, let's get into the subject of the power of the love of God. I want to pray first and we're going to get into the word. Amen. Father God, I want to thank you today, Father. Oh God, I want to thank you for the listeners, Father, that, that their minds are alert, their hearts are receptive to receive the love of God, to receive your word, that they may receive and understand the power of your love. And I want to thank you, Father God. I thank you. I speak healing amongst your people, God. I speak that your people begin to people begin to walk in the peace of God that has been given to them over 2,000 years ago. Father, I just want to give you praise and give you thanks, Father, that all of our needs are met according to your riches and glory. And I just want to thank you and give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, and first we're going to go to a very familiar scripture, a very familiar scripture that... Um, Many of us learned years ago. And that, that scripture is in John 3.16. Let's go there. Sometimes we oh, I know this scripture. I know this. Let's, let's, let's go to the scripture like you don't know it. And because uh, I think the more we go to something that, you know, we, we're sharpening it a little bit more. Okay. Amen. We're talking about the power of the love of God. Let's look at the scripture in John chapter 3, verse 16 again. But I'm going to go to some scripture, chapter 16 through 19. And because uh, I think that many of us have read this scripture, but we don't really know it. The Bible says when you know the truth, when you have a revelation of the truth, that's what makes you free. That's what sets you free, knowing the truth and getting a revelation to become intimately, uh, intimately acquainted with the truth of God's word. And this is what it said. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, this is the love of God right here, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed. And we see this scripture many times in the scripture. We see when Abraham believed God. And we talked, and we see many times it says, when you believe in your heart, what happens? And confess with your mouth. It's so important important to believe and believe in him if we're going to receive the love of God and understand and live in the love of God the Bible says that we got to believe it says whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world that is wasn't the mission of God that was not the purpose of God that was not the vision of God but he sent his son in the world the Bible says uh, he said but the world through him may be saved that word saved means means delivered it means uh, living in peace it means wholeness wellness it just doesn't mean oh I'm missing hell and going to heaven it means so much more than that. it comes from a, a Greek word sozo or soteria 
It means wellness, wholeness, well-being, living a life of peace, living in victory, living a life of wisdom, and so much more. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Then he said, he says, he that believeth on him shall not be condemned. But he that believeth not is, is condemned already because they, they don't believe. But he says, but he that believeth on him is not condemned. But, but he that believeth not is condemned already. It says, because he have, he have not believed in the name of the, only begotten, of the only begotten Son of God, or believe on the authority and the character of God, what, what, what the Son came to do. He believed on the, the name, not the title name, Jesus, but the, the, the name, that word means onoma, it means authority and character. That's in that name, that believeth on the name of the only begotten Son, the Son of God. And this, and, and this is the condemnation. The light, the light or the illumination, or I'm showing you something. I'm showing you how to have victory. I'm showing you how to live in peace. I'm showing you how to serve me. I'm showing you how to seek the kingdom. He says, the light has come. The light has come. But men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Anything that's not following God, any path that's not is a God way, God considers is evil. But he says that, he says, the light has, the light has come into the world. Because the word of God talks about in Colossians that he has delivered us from the power of darkness or from the authority of darkness and to his marvelous light. The Bible talks about that. Darkness means not knowing. Darkness means ignorance. But he comes to, to give you light. He's light to the world. But men love darkness. They'll rather stay in darkness and evil or not knowing rather than, rather than light because their deeds were evil. And this is this is the, the reason for that. But I'm but my, my main goal today is is to talk about and to minister on the power of God's love. If the love is available to us, but if we receive it or walk in it or not, that's our choice. If I choose not to walk in the love of God, that's my choice. If I choose to receive the love of God or not, that's my choice. If I choose to understand about the love of God. That's a choice that I have to make. That's why the word of God talks about seeking. That's why the word of God talks about to quest for God, that you may know him. That's why the word of God says to ask of him of the things that you know not. Amen. And let's look at Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10. And this is what it says. It says, this is a covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. I'm going to give you an opportunity to get there. Hebrews chapter 8. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 8. Excited this morning. Um, we're not having service today uh, for several different reasons, but all is well. But I want you to get the word today because many that are seekers of the word, they're going to they're gonna listen to the message. They're going to listen to the uh, podcast that's, that's going forth. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10. And this is what it says. It says, This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, said the Lord, I will put my laws in their mind. I put my laws there. You know, because that's what the word of God says. We're not under the law, but God says he put our laws in, in, his, in our minds. He says, now write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God. And they shall be a people, be, be, be to me a people. 
and they and they shall not they shall not teach every man in his neighbor and every his his brother saying know the lord they know the lord he says all shall know me all shall know me from the least to the greatest this is this is something that people kind of miss out but see the thing is the bible says they should know me they they know me they know me Sometimes people mean they have to receive his love, to receive the love of God, but they know him. The people that you see uh, um, uh, rolling in sin and things of nature, they know God. They just really just got to get convinced, like, man, God, I, I got to believe God. I got to start really living this thing out. He says, for I will be merciful. He says, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. This is, this is powerful here that many believers don't get. We read over. He says, I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness. In their sins, in their sins, that means they still have it. Think about it. They haven't gotten rid of it. In their sins, in their iniquities, I will remember no more. Now, this does not give you a license to sin because there are consequences for sin. You may not go to hell for sin, but there are consequences, earthly circle, uh, uh, consequences for sin. Because you just go, you break in somebody's house, you may get shot and get killed. You may do some other things. You may constantly uh, um, uh, lie and cheat. And you may wind up in jail or, you know, something of that nature. You may get caught doing something that you don't suppose to be doing or in, in a situation. There are consequences. And sometimes, you know, God will have mercy on those, you, those, in those situations to cover you in those situations. But he says that, but, but he will not remember no more. That doesn't necessarily mean that your next door neighbor may not remember what you did to him. But God says your, your sins I will, will remember no more. And your iniquities I remember no more. And I'll show you another scripture that backs this, this up as well. You know, because you know, we got some deep people out there and uh, they want to send everybody to hell. But uh, I just want to show you what the word of God says. I mean, this is the, the, the Bible talks about the good news. It has to be good news to say something like that. We're talking about the power of God's love. It has to be good news to, to, to say, you know, wow, I mean, you, their sins and their iniquities, I will remember no more. Wow. And let's look at, let's look at uh, uh, Isaiah chapter 43. Now, you remember now to go back through these scriptures and read them again. Because a pastor can't do it all for you. You got to read it again. You got to get it. You got to read it over again till you, till you get a revelation from God or confirmation from God what God is wanting to, what God wants to, to say to you. Let's look at Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43. I want to take you there. This is, this is talking about the love of God. Because you remember now, Jesus, God said, I didn't come in the world that the world may be condemned. See, if you are condemned about anything that you, uh, you have not been convinced about the love of God or have you received the love of God? Because he said, I didn't, I didn't send him to, to condemn the world, but I come that the whole world through him may be saved. He don't want you to be condemned. He want you to be saved. And the, I mean, if you already know this message, this is a message that you need to talk to your coworkers about, to other family members about, uh, you know, understanding the, the power of God's love. I'm going to take you a little bit further here shortly. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 25. This is what God said. This is what God said. In Hebrews, he's talking about the same thing, what God says in Hebrews chapter 8, verse uh, 10 through 12. And it's so many scriptures along those lines that, that, that speak. 
pertaining to that. But Isaiah 43, 25 says, I, even I, I, even I, I am he that what? Blotted out, what? Thy transgressions for my own sake. Oh my goodness. Man, it seems like it should be for our sake. Because man, because of what he has done, we has missed, we miss hell, we miss condemnation. You know, the, you know, we missed having a conscious, the con, just the consciousness of sin. He says, and, and he says, and I will not remember thy sins. That is powerful. That's the love of God. Now, that does not give us an excuse to go out and do this sin. That should give us a reason. Say, like, God, I want to love you. I want to do right before you, Father, for what you have done for me. For what sending Christ has shed his blood for me. The anointed one in his anointing for me went to the cross, was beaten for me. Didn't say a mumbling word, didn't say anything, but took the beating for me. For the sins of the world. That's what he's done. He says, I, even I, have, have he that blotted out thy transgressions, transgressions of, for my own sake. Because the Bible said where there's no transgressions, where there's no law, there's no transgressions. And so that's why we thank God for it. That's the love of God for my own sake. And I will remember thy, I will not remember thy sins. You need to just think on that for a moment. Now that don't give you a reason to go happy. Oh, I'm going to go do what I want to do. Like I said before, there are consequences of sin. Okay, you going out there, you know what, you indulging in alcohol, you know, then then you get a DUI or you have an accident or somebody could get tragically uh, uh, hurt or, or, or just or tragic from that, that particular situation. Because I just want to talk about the love of God. Now, see, the, that's what the Word of God says. We need to love Him because He first loved us. We need to love God because He first loved us. Loved us. Let's go to another scripture here. I'm giving you something to meditate on. I'm not trying to make you shout, you know, but I want to give you something to meditate on in the word of God. Let's look at Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. I'm going to start at verse 6. The word of God tells us that they, he blotted out our transgressions. He says, for my own sake, because I mean, oh my goodness, that's something. God has a reputation. I mean, when he does things, he does things right. And God's saying, and I really believe that he's saying this because it's not because of how good you think you may be, but it's how good God is. It's how good the Heavenly Father is. It's what he has done. It's what he has done for us. That's the power of his love. It's not about you, but it's about him for his name's sake. And that's Colossians chapter 2. And I said verse 6. I hope you're there. And this is what it says. It says, As ye have therefore received Christ the Lord, as you therefore have received him, Christ the Lord, so walk in him. We got to walk this thing out. We, get, we need to be rooted and build up in him. We need to be established in the faith. We, that's why faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We need to be established in the faith. If you're not established in the faith, you're going to be all over the place. It says, and as, and as, have you have, as you have been taught, have you been taught, have you been taught the word of God? Have you been taught to live by faith? And that's our desire at Victory Christian Center that we begin to, to live by faith. 
not by sight. To be moved by what God's word says, not by what we feel, not by what we think, not, you know, about what we, uh, about tr the traditions of man. That you get established, that you get established. I am firm in the faith. That's what the word of God says to, to examine yourself, to see if you're in the faith or not. Begin to examine yourself, to look at oneself, to look in the mirror and say, God, man, I have been living by faith. Or have I been living by what I thought was faith? Faith, foolishness, foolishness, or presumption. He says, as you've been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. That's another reason we need to, by the power of God's love, we need to get in an attitude of thanksgiving every day. Lord, I thank you for what you've done for me. Because if it wasn't for you, to hell my soul would go. If it wasn't for the blood if it wasn't for Christ, if it I wouldn't have the peace of God. I wouldn't have the peace of God. I would not have. I cannot walk in victory without it. I cannot walk in prosperity without it. All these things, uh, we need to be thankful every day. We need to get up every day and say, Lord, I want to thank you for another day, Father. I want to thank you, Lord, that your, your, your mercies are new every day in every way. I want to thank you. And he says, he says, that's why we have to be beware, lest any man should spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the traditions of men. That's, that's okay. In Colossians here. After traditions of men. See, that's why we fall. We get caught up in traditions of men. We get caught up in spoiled through philosophy and vain deceit. We've been deceived by a lot of things we've heard, especially in the church. God is going to get you. You're going to bust hell wide open. Da, 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 da. If you did this, you know, then if you, if you didn't uh, 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 repent for the sin before you, you, you died, you, you know, you, you're going to hell. That's not the scripture. That's not the Bible. Show me in this scripture. You don't want to listen to this message. Show me in the scripture because a lot of things you don't know what you have done. Number one. And the Bible said he has forgiven us for our sins. We just need to receive what he's already done. He says, after, after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ, for in him dwell the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In him. He says, and you are what? And you are complete in him. He didn't say you're going to be complete in him one day. Someday I'll be complete. You are complete in him now. And we just kind of walking it out. We're just walking this role out in Christ. He says, as the, as, as, as the beginning of the scripture talks about in uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, it says, as therefore we have received him, we need to walk in him. We need to walk in him. That's why we need to learn about him so we can walk like him. We can love like him. We can treat people the way he wants us to treat people. We can forgive uh, how we are supposed to forgive. And we can live it out. We can walk out the righteous life that, that he has designed us to. Like I said before, you don't uh, act righteous to become righteous. You act righteous because you are righteous. You are righteous. So walk it out. Live it out. Get in the word. He says, you are complete in him. He says, he says uh, in which, which is the head of all principalities and power. The, of the power. It says, in whom, it says, in whom we are what? Circumcised. And with circumcision made without hands. 
putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the, by the circumcision of Christ. We have been buried with him, wherein, wherein we are risen with him. He says we are risen with him. We were buried with him. He counted that when he was buried, he counted we was buried. When he died, he counted we died with him. And so we need to act it, act it out. It says, and risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. It says, through faith. Through faith. It's through faith. That's why we can call those things that be not as though they were. That's why things that don't exist, we can speak it into existence. And we can, we can act like it already exists. It says, and risen with him through faith of the operation of God, who, hath, who has raised him from the dead. And you, being dead to sin, he says, and you being dead to sin. And he says, and you, is what, let me read that again. And you, being dead in your sins, and you, being dead in your sins, and, 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 and uncircumcision of your flesh, have he quickened together with him. Quicken means he made alive. Quicken means made alive with him. Made together with him. Having what? Having, past tense, forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out all the handwritten ordinances that was against us. That was the laws of Moses and things of that nature. That the handwritten, handwritten ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, he took it out of the way. He, he took it out of the way. What did he do with it? He nailed it to the cross. Every sin, every transgression, past, present, and future, he nailed it to the cross. He nailed it to the cross. He nailed it to the cross. Mm. That's what he did. He nailed it to the cross. And that's amazing. So that's why we need to really understand the power of God, God's love. I don't want to get into everything on this particular podcast. I'm going to be sharing more on Sunday when we have a live services, a live service. But, but I want you to, to gravitate toward this. Understand the power of God, God's love. He didn't come to condemn you. He came to save you. He just wants you to believe and receive what he's already done. So I want to thank all of you for listening to this uh, podcast today and, and I hope that you are blessed by the word and remember to give remember to give to support the ministry many of you do uh, through uh, the the uh, um, the the cash app I want to thank you for doing that continually to do that continue if you want to send your your tithes and offerings or your gifts of love send them as well I want to thank you for doing that I really appreciate you uh, for doing that so I want to thank you I tell you that God is with you every day in every way. So make sure that you have a great day and a better tomorrow. Amen.